You are now listening to the Griot's Black Podcast Network, Black Culture Amplified. I was spelling my butt off. I was enunciating each letter and each word, and they played me, but it's cool. I mean, we appreciate actress Kyla Pratt playing along with us for our Truest Black Story series running here on Dear Culture during the month of February. We couldn't have asked for a more fun, more invested individual to be a loser for a spelling bee. It was a lot of fun. But now let's move on to the real conversation that we had. See, Kyla has been in the game for over 30 years and is a Hollywood veteran. Whether you know her from UPN's one-on-one, the movies Love and Basketball, or Dr. Doolittle, or are watching her right now on Call Me Cat, she's an example of how to successfully take childhood fame and turn it into adult success. And her voice is famous too. You see, Penny Proud is back from the Proud family. Sorry I'm late, Brother Kwame. I didn't hear my alarm. Again? Except now, it's the Proud family, Louder and Prouder, which was rebooted last year on Disney+. Plus. Make sure you go check that out. Thanks for watching. You've been in the limelight for like 20 plus years on TV, like in films. Like what's it like growing up, like literally on camera in a way where you've been culturally significant the entire time? It's cool. It's life. I mean, what's what's amazing is that like I, I watched my mom perform at a young age. My mom used to do plays all throughout L.A. and I got to be a, a, a background a character in one of her plays. And so when the opportunity came about for me to become an actress, I was like, oh, yeah, cool. I want to be like my mom. But I was like that kid that had so much energy, but I was so chill. Like I loved working, but I didn't think about like oh, everybody's watching me and oh, pay attention to me. It was more like, oh, I get to go perform. Now I got to go home and clean my room or I'm gonna get in trouble. Or now I want to go to the school dance or now can I do drill team after school? Nope, you can't because you have auditions. It was, it was an interesting childhood, but it was absolutely amazing. And the fact that I've been, you know, in this business for so long, it didn't always feel like I was in the limelight. Sometimes it felt like, oh, I'm not, you know, working like that anymore. Um, but I was always doing a little something here and there, but I, I love what I do. You know what I mean? And I, and I enjoy the fact that people who, um, love my work are following, you know, the things that I do and they enjoy it as well. Every so often, like black Twitter, like all of us that, that live and work in the blackest fear, we all start these arguments about some manner of black culture and black history, whatever, right? Theme songs always comes up. Mm-hmm. The Proud Family theme song is always on the list of like the best theme songs, the most soulful, the blackest, whatever. It's always up there. Where do you put it? Like, where do you where do you put the old version that has Solange and Destiny's Child, which makes it iconic in and of itself? And I know Joyce Rice did the new one. Like, do you ever think about the iconic theme song here? And where do you place it among like the best theme songs of all time? Feel free to go ahead and say it's the greatest if you want to. Oh yeah, I I can't really think of anything theme song that's greater. I mean, there, there's a there's a lot of you know amazing theme songs out there, but I mean we had Solange and like literally I saw a video a couple years ago of Solange at a concert and she just started singing a few of the words in the entire arena finish the song with her. Like, I just feel like our theme song is and was iconic. And to have Joyce Rice step in now, and a lot of people are like, why did you guys change it? Why'd you do that? And I just feel like 
You know, my kids love the new theme song. Like it's the it's it's the point of give, having our version and giving the new generation theirs and let's all merge together and become one, you know? And I just feel like it's amazing. Like I I, I wish I was like, dang, why Solange get to sing it? I wanted to, I could have been a part of that. Like that's cool. But I got to be in a little video in the background. It was cute. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you mentioned your kids. This is actually a really good segue. So I have four kids. I know you have three children, I believe, right? Yes. I um, burnt two and I got a bonus, baby. Hey, that's, that's three as far as I'm concerned. Um, what is that like for them watching like the loud, like the, the proud family? Like this is you, like my kids get a kick out of seeing me in a YouTube video that somebody <laughs> just uploaded. But you're actually somebody that like millions of people have been paying attention to their career and watching. Do your kids have any idea of who you are and what it is that you do? And are they as impressed with you as, I don't know, like, my kids are with me who see me on a random YouTube video that 30 people watched. Um, I think so. I feel like I, when they were younger, I put on the Proud Family movie just to see if they would recognize my voice, and they did. It doesn't have to be this way. Remember all the good times we had? You can help us. And then when Disney Plus put the Proud Family original series on their streaming platform, they binged that. And now they're like looking forward to the first season. It was new episodes coming out every week. They were like every Wednesday. Is it Wednesday? Is it Wednesday? And I think just to be a part of something that my kids love is like an amazing feeling because I know eventually they're going to be teenagers and they're going to be like, all right, ma, this is all right. You doing you working again? But, um, you know, I'm I have little performers over here like uh, I'm an artist. Their dad's an artist like any type of art that I don't do, he does. So it's kind of hard for our kids to not like, you know, follow down that path. So they love you doing voices and they love performing and dancing and singing and acting. And, you know, so I think they just kind of, you know, look up to me in that way. And I'm trying to show them the balance of, you know, making it fun, but it's not your all. It's not your everything. Don't, you know, mess yourself. Don't think too hard. Just have fun and let it be, you know? My daughter is 14, but I have an eight, a six-year-old, an eight, 14, seven, six, and two. Oh. And like, I know it's crazy. <laughs> Even some of the lessons, like the influencer stuff, like my daughter's going through that stuff now, right? Like she's the same age as Penny Proud, effectively. You know, like she's she's on her cell phone all the time, thinking about influencers and all that. Like, are you able to, well, one, do you have input into what kind of stories are being told? And two, do you use some of that stuff and talking to your own kids about, I don't know, life, what, what life is like now? Because when the show first premiered, there were no cell phones. Cell phones weren't everywhere with everybody, right? And now that's just a part of life. And there's like the, like the apps, everything that's in this show is very modern down to the inclusion, to the, the family structure of the, the Jewish, Black, the Leibowitz, Jenkins, and all that stuff. Like, it's a very inclusive show. Like, how do you use that to, to teach lessons, I suppose? Um, well, I don't have much input on uh, the 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 like the episodes and what's going on. And what's crazy is like I'm very um, opinionated, so everything else I'm a part of, I'm always <laughs> um, I've <laughs> always had so much input on. But this is a show where I know that they like they got this, like they they know exactly what to do, and 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 I completely trust everything that they put in front of me. Um, me personally. I feel like a lot of people, like I love it, you know, you talk about inclusion. We, like I, I love 
the fact that we are so much about representation and making sure that we are representing any type kind people in the world um, and allowing people to feel seen while watching our cartoon. I'm Lassianica Boulevardes. And I'm Penny Brown. And I'm Michael Collins. And I'm Dijanae Buck. And with this subject matter, like, like you said, cell phones and social media and influencers and self-worth and boys at school and, and family dynamics of why you can't do certain things if you're a girl and you're a guy, like all these different things spark conversations in my household. And I love it because I want my kids to, like the best conversations to me start at home. And a lot of parents are nervous to have certain conversations, but I'm like, you have to have them because if not, your kids are going to go talk to kids at school who know nothing for real, or they know some type of weird explanation that somebody gave them. So I think it's best for us to talk together, you know, and um, yeah, it's it, it, some episodes I, I'm clutching my pearls a little bit and I'm like, oh, baby, she gonna ask me, she gonna ask me and they do. <laughs> But um, I, I, like I said, I'd much rather be the person putting my kids up on game than letting them go and figure it out somewhere else. The name of our podcast is Dear Culture. It's a podcast that's for, by, and about culture and, you know, basically highlighting and uplifting and enlightening stories and all the stuff about everything that happens in the Black community. You've been a part of so many cultural moments, like literally from the shows you've been on. Again, Love and Basketball is one of the most classic movies. NBA. No, I'm going to be in the NBA. You're going to be my children. I think it's a very toxic masculinity movie now looking back with old eyes, but you know, that's it's, it's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Different times. As somebody who's been around this entire time, who's been a part of so many things, what do you think is your most significant contribution to the culture? Like artistically? I know that's a big question, by the way. Oh, that is a big question. <laughs> Cause I'm like, uh, my contribution, you said artistically. Um, well, whatever, however you want to put it. I, I threw artistically in it because I was thinking of the TV and movies and stuff like that, but just as, as a human being. I feel like my biggest contribution is continuing to be myself. Um, I know that being a part of an industry like this um, sometimes can become overwhelming and sometimes lead you down different paths that are not really for you. And I just want to always be authentically me. And I feel like the more people are able to do that, like the more connected we feel. And I feel like that's why a lot of people like, you know, we, they vibe with me. They're like, oh, she cool, she chilling, you know? Um, and I, and I, I love everything that I've been a part of. I was talking to someone recently and I was like, you know, all of that wasn't planned out. I auditioned for Love and Basketball. I auditioned for The Proud Family. I auditioned for the Dr. Doolittle movies. Um, it wasn't just like something that I set out to do. I was just very um, blessed to be a part of amazing projects that, you know, people who look like us, you know, were able to enjoy and see themselves in so many ways. And, but I think ultimately it's just not losing myself in the process of wanting to entertain others. Very good answer. I love that. And by the way, the fact that you had to audition for all those stuff, they fit you like a glove. Like every one of those things seems like it was offered to you first and only to you. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. No, I've, I've been very fortunate. Like the Nike commercials back in the day, like I did, I auditioned for that. Cooper, guard, Houston Comets. Yeah, hi, what's Why'd you pull up for a three on the break last night? <laughs> well, I was open. Tina was open on the block. I was up for another job and my mom was like, which one do you want to do? And I was like, I think I like to be the sassy girl. Like my mom let a little like 10 year old decide her future, you know? So 
we just, we was just chilling and I just got very, you know, blessed and fortunate. And I met amazing people who are doing amazing things nowadays. Like we were talking about love and basketball, Gina Prince Bythewood, the woman King, like what, you know, like I'm just, I'm very blessed to have met like certain people and worked with them and, and to be in love with something that I love to do. A black fashion is the last thing we do on my show every, every episode, which is basically a confession about your blackness. Something people would be surprised to know about you because you're black, right? Like people be like, I ain't seen the color purple. I ain't seen Friday. You know, somebody told us they put ketchup and mustard in their grits. Lots of people can't dance and do, yeah, I know it's disgusting. Um, do you have anything that people would be surprised to know about you? Um, I don't know if people would be surprised to know much about me. I pretty much talk about everything. I mean, the first thing that I think of, but I don't think a lot of people do anymore. I don't eat pork. <laughs> I don't eat pork anything um not a, a ham hock not a pork chop not a bacon not a nothing um I don't know if that's considered like I know a lot of black folks look at me like what you don't eat this and I'm like nah. <laughs> I mean, I'm from down south so I'm looking at you crazy but that's okay yeah no nah. I mean my family's from the south but I'm like I ain't doing like I'm not a foot person y'all talking about pig feet like what like ooh. yeah I don't do pig feet you know it's I mean I mean that's the only thing that I can really think of everything else like I can I can dance I can't, I'm like, I'm trying to think of something more fun, but uh, no, I think that's about it. Everything else, I'm pretty much an open book. We'll take it. We'll take it. If you like what you heard, be sure to download the Griot's app to hear more episodes of Dear Culture and more original content from the Griot Black Podcast Network. Please email all questions, suggestions, and compliments to podcast at thegriot.com. Dear Culture is an original production brought to you by the Griot Black Podcast Network. Coming this February, the Griot Black Podcast Network presents Dear Culture, Truish Black Stories. When you think of sheer artistry, sheer creativity, um, the ability for someone to bring Black people together in the most fundamental ways, it's, you know, I would say, of my four, Randy Watson's my number one. When the news about Ricky first broke, what I heard about it is the thing you hear about you know, every time somebody black dies, that it was gang related. That means the police don't know what happened. So they just said, probably the gangs, probably, you know, the other black dudes. When I think of Akila, you know, um, I think about, I just think about how impressionable white people can be. I think about how, you know, if you watch that movie again, you know, she should have lost like three times. Where were you when you heard the story about them suckers getting served by Wade's dance crew? You know, it's crazy that you mentioned this. So as a New Yorker, right, everyone knows where they were on 9-11, right? You know, a couple years later, right, 2003, everyone hears about this crazy moment in a boxing ring, because that's where dancers do get out, right? In boxing rings. If you could say something to Ricky right now, what would you say to him? Ricky, you shouldn't have never got that girl pregnant. You knew I had a crush on you. You should have got with me instead. Moments in black culture examined like never before. Join us each week as we dive into the black moments that changed us, that changed the world. Make sure to subscribe to Dear Culture so you never miss an episode. Don't forget, you can listen to the Griot's Writing Black podcast hosted by me, Maisha Kai. 
this isn't your typical writing podcast. We interview any and everybody that has anything to do with writing, from comics to poets to authors to journalists to politicians and more. Remember, that's Writing Black every Sunday right here on the Griot's Black Podcast Network. Download the Griot's app to listen to Writing Black wherever you are.